He left um Dylan Ramsey at the ten yard line. He was all the way in the end zone, just yeah. sitting there by himself. Yeah, Ooh. that whole right side was yeah. wide open. Yeah. Um what's that? Um Jamar Chase. Oh, Jamar Chase. Yeah. yeah, he was wide open. Yeah, he had a breakout season, bro. Yeah, he did. He was balling. And Phillip had him on his team. Right. How high did he place in the uh in the draft? I mean not the draft, the uh what's his thing called? What's my fantasy football? Yeah. Damn, I don't know when when did he draft him? He no, did. how high was quick in uh Uh I don't know, he was like what fourth place or something? Third place? Like everything was done. He was fifth, I think six was four. Was this four? I don't uh, know. I thought he was six. No, he can't be four because they didn't make the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was six, I think. Six, seven. About six. And Rover six. Oh, Rover seven. So yeah, Phil. You don't even need to keep going. <laughs> All right, y'all. Cue the music. Welcome, welcome to the After Twenty Nine podcast, a roundtable discussion between four brothers from diverse backgrounds about navigating everyday life after twenty nine. On this podcast, no topic is safe. And our goal is to challenge the status quo on everything from social issues and relationships to politics, mental health, finances, and everything in between. Come join us as we explore these topics, discussing how they relate to and affect the black community. This is your After 29 Podcast. 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 Welcome to another episode of the After 29 Podcast. This is episode three. Put me in, coach. I'm Vincent Dunstan, a.k.a. Minister V. Let's get it going. Clayton Foster, big shoulder brother in the building. Mazio Boone, happy to be here. It's your boy, Malcolm Davis, man of steel. All right, guys, let's talk to God. Eternal God, our Father, we come to you on this Friday evening, Lord, to give your name, honor, glory, and praise, Lord. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to assemble under this roof, Lord, just to uh, discuss those topics that are near and dear to our hearts, Lord. Lord, we thank you for allowing everybody to get here safely, Lord. Lord, we ask that you'll just continue to bless us, Lord, continue to touch us, Lord, strengthen our bond as brothers, Lord, and and just touch this podcast, Lord, that we'll continue to grow in listenership, uh, Lord, and that our topics will continue to grow and mature, Lord. Lord, we just ask that you continue to watch over us in all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, guys, let's get it going. Put me in, Coach. Um, Clay, I'm going to let you go ahead and, um, you know, kind of introduce the topic a little bit like, uh, you know, what kind of brought this on. We were talking about uh, a little bit about race and sports, but I'm going to let Clay talk a little bit about, like, what brought about this particular segment of the topic. Well, I mean, you know, if you follow the NFL, you know, it's been going around how there's no, like, black head coaches in we got we got one black head coach, the Steelers head coach, and there's really no others. And it just seems like all the players and a lot of the the uh, coaches, like assistant coaches and things like that, are of color. But we don't often get the head coaching jobs. Yeah, well, well now they got three black head yeah. coaches now since the off season. Right. Yeah, because who did they just pick up? Wasn't it Lovey Smith? I believe just got hired. Mm-hmm. Um, where did he get hired to? Houston. Houston. Yeah. So I so I did see like a. Um, on the coaching side, I did see a statistic, and I think they ran it from, like, um, as far as, like, the head coaching uh, job from, like, 2012 until now. It's like, 2014, one of those till now. Um, I think the statistics was, like, as far as head coaches go, um, white coaches, you know, hired over the years, over the last 10 years, it was, like, almost 
maybe like 90 some or 60 some coaches or whatever, you know, over the span of a 10 year period. And out of like 90 coaches, I think 78 of them or like almost 80 of them were all white. Mm -hmm. And it was like less than 15 of them were black coaches. And that's over the last 10 years. Um, and then there was another statistic, their tenure is all under five years, every mm -hmm. last one of them. Whereas the average tenure for an NFL coach who's white is about seven years for a team on average. So it really does go to show that there's not a lot of representation color-wise. And then I know one of the things we had talked about before was even when they are hired, they don't stay long. You know, so it's a um, it's a it's a huge disparity there. I mean, it's only it's only what thirty two teams, mm -hmm. right. you know. So I mean, it's not to say that there's a lot to go around for um, head coaching jobs, but I mean, just think about the day and age we're in. Coaches get fired left and right, oh, yeah. Yeah, most you know. But it seems to be like a, a recyclable thing. Like the same coaches who are getting fired from one team or for special teams or defense or whatever, the, the white coaches typically find it. They have a job usually within about a season or so. Right. And if not, they're at a college somewhere where, you know, where they have a job. Right. Um, black coaches, black head coaches, you know, other than, uh, what's his name for Steelers? Mike Tomlin. Mm -hmm. It's not a long tenure, you know, black coach right. that we can all think of. At least not that I know of. Do y'all know any of this, like, you know, like Tony. seven to ten years? Well, Tony, Tony Dungy. Yeah, Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy, the kid from Cincinnati. He, he was in Cincinnati for a long time. What's his name? Um, Marvin Lewis. He was yeah. in Cincinnati about 15 years, I believe. But they, they got some, yeah. But remember when the Rooney Rule was first instituted, it was more black head coaches then than it is now. It was. Right. Um, it was just four then. It was what? Yeah, at one point it got up to about eight coaches, and I think that was after the Rooney Rule. Um, without the Rooney Rule, Mike Tomlin probably wouldn't have had his mm -hmm. job. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think the Rooney Rule was put um, there to give blacks opportunity, but, of course, everybody takes advantage of it. And I think we'll talk about that as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Rooney Rule is supposed to give black people opportunities because, let's face it, though, if, they, if the Rooney Rule wasn't there, black people wouldn't even get an interview. Um, and we wouldn't hear their names at all. Right. So we can we, – let's, let's flip-flop because we were going to talk about players at first. Um, but since we already started with coaches, let's, let's talk about the whole – you know, lack of diversity, you know, and not just in the NFL, but in a lot of a lot of major sports. There's not a lot of black leadership, you know, uh, or, or, or management that is. You well, know, black people hey, don't play a lot of baseball. Yeah, well, that's true. That's but more in, about, and um, basketball, they, they got quite a bit of um, yeah. black and coaches And we did talk, that was one of the things we said, that in basketball it seems to be a little bit more, more diverse right. um, in the NBA, but in the NFL, it's an, it's an old boys club. Um, and, you know, and one of the things that we, you know, that we did talk about was is the fact that remember how we just said black coaches tend not to keep their jobs as long as white coaches, right. even with losing seasons. Um, do you think that there is a higher standard or a different standard for black coaches that they're they're held to a higher standard that even white coaches aren't held to? Because let's just be comparable. You don't have a coach who who's had three or four seasons back to back straight losing season. I'm talking about they barely win six games. White coaches tend to keep their jobs a little bit longer. As a black coach, he might get away with that two or three years and then he's out. You know, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I mean, I haven't, like, really looked at the data of, like, coaches who have losing seasons but keep their jobs. I mean, I know that's easy to say, 
I don't know but if they it's don't valid. Lose their job if they have winning seasons. Right. Black coaches lose well, their job um, when they have winning seasons. Yeah. yeah that, that's what I was gonna if say they don't too. Win the Super Bowl, make yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say too. Like, um, what's your boy? He coached the Raiders for a little bit, and they actually had a pretty decent season. They didn't have a losing season. They didn't like win the Super Bowl or nothing. But he ended up getting fired. And they didn't even have a bad season, even amongst all the injuries and the adversity they had to go yeah, through. He still lost his like, job. Like, um, what's the the, the uh, Indianapolis coach guy that replaced Tony Dungy? He got fired, and he had great seasons. And then he another person, yeah. And I mean, um, even going to NBA, uh, I forgot what's it, Mark um, Mark Jackson. Yeah, Mark Jackson. They they were having a phenomenal year, the Warriors, and then they made it to the playoffs. And then the next thing, and that was his, he only had he was only there for one year, and they fired him. So, yeah. I mean, what's the coach name that replaced Tony Dungy? The black guy. I didn't think his name. So it does sound like, if we're all in consensus, it does sound like that black coaches are held right. to a um, black coaches are held to a higher standard. Yeah. You know, even with winning seasons, you know, if they don't if they don't bring home the ring or at least make it to the Super Bowl, they're out. Right. Whereas, like I said, white coaches and, and like it, we try not to make it all about race, but you know what we observe is what we observe. White coach can have a losing. He can you know he can go four and twelve. And keep his job for five years straight. Um, <laughs> you know who's you know who's uh, the king of that. Like he's the king of loyalty, and that's Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones will keep a losing lineup for years. Yeah. Or Jerry he, Jones like coaches that he can control, and I, that's true. Because what was his name? Uh, what was it, Jason just what Garrett? Jerry Jones like. Yeah. But um, I I think that black black people period um, we have to work harder than our white counterparts in any job and yeah. um, it shows it, I mean it just got um, data in the NFL but I mean I think at any job we got to work a little bit harder than our uh, white counterparts um, and let's face it man the per- the people who controls the NFL are the um, billionaire owners. And yeah. we don't have any black owners in the NFL, yeah. and they can hire whoever they want to hire. Yeah, and and that's what I, I always say. Like I think for like people saying, "Oh, we need to own teams and stuff." Like you gotta have billions of dollars to own a team, and it's not really many black billionaires. So I think that th- this thing is more likely in the near future is going to be more black head coaches. Well, I think right. We're gonna get the Denver on um, Broncos. You talking about um, Byron, Byron Allen? Byron Allen. He's thinking about Byron. He has ten billion dollars in capital. What you tell me about that, Terrell? Oh. Mm-hmm. He, he has ten billion dollars in capital, so he has enough capital to buy that team. So, so he raised the funds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he owns a lot of TV stations. Yeah, like major networks. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's been like quietly buying. Yeah, major networks. so he has yeah. he has capital. Um, a lot of people are looking at what they say on uh, his net worth. His net worth, but he has capital. A lot of people don't understand what capital is. Capital is if you move some things around, you have access to that yeah. money. Um, like Michael Jordan probably don't have a billion dollars laying in his bank account, but he has a lot of capital. So he already raised ten billion dollars in capital, so he can buy. Um, so he actually has a liquid. Capital. He has the the capital to buy buy the Broncos if he wanted to. He's put in a bid, but of course, it has to be agreed upon by the yeah. other owners, right? Um, who gets that bid? So it's not just. I mean, he can offer the most, but that so don't that have goes to, take to the offer. board of governors of the NFL. No, the owners. Oh, well, aren't they? Aren't they the board of governors? The, the owners? I don't know. I don't know. Owner of that's what they call it. Oh, I thought that's what they. I thought that's what they call the owners. And so, what do y'all think is the, the likelihood that? That 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 will be successful, even if he I has think, the money. I think they're gonna get one because the NFL needs one, yeah. and I think they're gonna make this one happen because Roger Goodell and a lot of people done reached out to Byron Allen. Um, 
and they're under pressure now. So you know, yep. like when they're under pressure, they're I think they're more inclined to do it. Just like when um, yep. all this stuff has like been coming out lately, they they've been like under pressure and they know they got to do. They got they know they got to make a yeah. move. So I think I think it it may happen. I, I didn't know about the Byron Allen thing until Terrell yep. was telling me about it. And I didn't look more into yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a big story lately. Did yeah, you get I'm more information on it, Terrell? But it's now, like, but we do know that one other thing does speak more volumes than anything. Even with you know pressure from like you know social justice you know people pushing those topics green speaks and that's just you know what do y'all think about if somebody was to come in and put in a higher bid say like listen i'm willing to do this for 20 billion i mean that bit stupid by nfl team for 20, <laughs> yeah, 20 billion yeah. well, especially if it's billion. Dead, yeah but i mean i i, I you think you ain't gonna ever get that money back because i don't i don't mm-hmm. think nfl yeah. make that much money to owners to right. get back twenty billion dollars, right? And he ain't gonna offer ten billion dollars. I'm just saying he has enough capital. He has that capital. to buy it right. outright if he, um, if he choose to. Right. But like what Malcolm's saying, I, I definitely agree. I think that he will get it. And and speaking on what Clayton was saying, I mean, all these things coming out about the NFL, they want to save face. They're gonna try to like they'll make him an example, saying, "Hey, we're not racist or whatever." Or all these things that um that's going on within uh, uh, this uh, organization. I mean, it's not all bad. We do care about, you know, African Americans or whatever. So they'll, I mean, they might let them get it. So yeah, they're gonna throw it in there. But yeah. they got a couple of racist owners. They need to kick out. Of the yeah, league, starting you know with saying? the Washington Redskins owner. Mm-hmm. They need to get him out of the league. Mm-hmm. They need to do what the NBA did when that guy, uh, the LA Clippers, oh, came yeah, yeah, kicked yeah. him out of the league. Oh, what was yeah. his name? Uh, what was the dude's name? I don't yo? know, but they kicked him out of the league. Yeah. They forced him to sell oh. it. Dang, what was his name? So what? that's the at the oh. end. Of, I can't remember. His I name, can't remember. Yo. That was that was a Bro, big I story. Forgot yeah. about that, and didn't he have a black girl too? Yeah. 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 That's crazy. But well, uh, that was part of what what happened with him. It was a phone conversation between him and the girl, and he was yeah. just like going uh, in uh, yeah. on her, and then talking about her to other people. Like mm-hmm. she was all types of niggas and black, you know, bees but and yeah. everything. Yeah, like the FBI is trying to get the the emails, and the NFL is covering it up, and all this. It's a couple of owners that they should get rid of, but we know. Let's not talk about my boy John Gruden, man. It's a it's a good old boys <laughs> club, and that's the, and that's a prime example. John Gruden is yeah. a terrible coach, but the Raiders signed him to a ten year, hundred million dollar coaching contract, and he hadn't coached in what. 10 years yeah, like and I that. think that's a dangerous thing regardless of what color the coach is to a 10 year deal 5 years maybe you know give him a chance but he was terrible he yeah. did nothing well, other than win the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy players that's right, it right and that's what I'm saying. I just, but I'm just saying, like in general I think that's a dangerous thing for coaches now if anyway. he's a great coach then yeah but him yeah Boy, ain't no more boy, man. You know John <laughs> was the terrible coach, man. All right, so um, what happened? There was an incident with Brian Flores. Talk about that, Graham. So he's trying to sue the NFL because he was up for a job. He was going to an interview for a job for the head coach of the Giants. And it said Bill Belichick texted him and told him, like, congratulations or something like that. And he was like, you know something I don't know. And he was texting the wrong, the wrong, wrong Brian, Brian yeah. and um, yeah. so they had already decided who was going to be the coach um, for the team. But Flores was still due for the interview, so he was basically just doing the interview just to fulfill the yeah, Rooney Rule. It was and, three days prior. Yeah, and they, they already picked that man. Right. So now we did. We, we we briefly brought up you know the Rooney Rule, and my take on the Rooney Rule is that it's put into place almost like affirmative action, mm-hmm. and so. Before I before I even get into the thought that I was about to say, you know, do y'all believe that it was put into place for good intentions or was it simply a pacifier just 
to uh, you know because the the rule doesn't say you have to hire them. It just says you have to give them a chance to interview. You know things like that. So you know, do you think it was a pacifier or was it actually put into place with good intentions? Well, I think it was put in place with a good intention because this rule was put down put in in the sixties. Mm-hmm. This rule isn't a new rule, mm-hmm. and then people need to understand that it was you know really racist back in the sixties and seventies, and Rooney actually got because black guys wasn't even coming in and getting coaching at all. Right. Um, they wasn't even getting interviews. So I think it came from a good place. Now, do people misuse it? Absolutely, they misuse it all the time. Um, but it was to, it was put in place to give black people opportunities. Um, if you can't you can't get a job if you don't get an interview. Right. And I don't true. know how many jobs have you ever had uh, got Higher with, sight without, without yeah. an interview. <laughs> I can't think of one. So he right. put that he put that in place um, so black people could get an interview so we can electrify them and and see what we could were about. And without this rule, Mike Tomlin probably wouldn't mm-hmm. have a job. It probably right. wouldn't be a Tony Dungeon. So I don't think it was a pacifier, but do I do I think people misuse it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. um, just like people misuse a lot of things, but I don't think it was a pacifier. I don't think it was affirmative action because affirmative action saying you got to hire at X amount of you people. You got to fill a quota, mm-hmm. right? This is this rule doesn't have a quote. It's just saying give this guy an interview, you might like him. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was a good. So the thing. Rooney rule wasn't put into place that necessarily said color. It just says if they apply for it or they're interested in it, you have Give to at them least interview them. At least interview one minority candidate. Um, right. They don't have to be black. It just has to be a minority, minority candidate. Right. Even right. women falls under minority candidates as right. well, mm-hmm. as Hispanic as well. And like I said, I mean, back in the 60s, black people probably weren't even getting interviews at all. Right. And that's why he put this in place. So I don't, I, I think it was a good thing to do. Now people do misuse it. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Um, because like, well, I, I just had to give them But on the same token, I will go ahead and take the interview because what, what what the interview does, it gets your name out there. Yeah, yeah, now you're true. interviewing for this because coach. Because you might now not they got stories for you. So you might not get that job, but you yes. might get another interview yeah. and get another yeah. job. Right. Yeah, because so you might not necessarily come thing. across that racist owner or, or whatever, you know, personnel, you know, manager. Right. And the next one, so and man, and the fact that the somebody might say, oh, look, look, they, look, I heard them interview. They were good. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, I mean, and and I, I like to believe that a lot of things. Well, I, matter of fact, I do believe that they do start with good intentions. It's just somehow, some way, it never ever winds up that way. Same thing with affirmative action, right. um, because there's a lot of people. And I'm not saying that if you got the job, even from affirmative action, that you shouldn't accept it, because that's still an opportunity. Um, the, the problem comes that you, as a, on a personal side of things, you start to question stuff about yourself like, damn, did I earn this job or was I given it, you know, because they needed a dot, you know, on this white piece of paper. And, you know, so a lot of times, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people in a lot of positions out here, be it sports or the corporate world, um, that got jobs or, uh, you know, or got their positions because it was probably too white and there was some pressure coming down on them, so... Well, I mean, my th- my take on affirmative action: if we spending black money in certain areas, it should be black people employed at that place that we spending money at, whether you got the job because of affirmative action or not. Um, so I I think every place should have an affirmative action. I think we should do it in a different way. Um, but I don't think affirmative action was was bad. 
because um, it did give other people that probably would never have got right. certain jobs jobs. So I don't think it was a bad thing. Now that it's just used for that over yeah. time, yeah. over time. Why yeah. is it so different in the, in the NBA though? Like, how come you see more head coaches? Because the NBA is. Um, you think because of the minority ratio is a lot higher in the NBA? It is it a lot is, higher, is. but the NFL is 70% yeah. black. Yeah. I mean, that's not. But what a is the small NBA? Name. Isn't the NBA like a lot higher? That's like damn, like 80 something, yeah. 90 it's something, 90, like, but still. Yeah. But they still got white owners. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah for, for the most part, most of the owners are, are all the owners, are most. Not all, not all of them, but they got some foreign owners yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. But I mean, Do we have any black owners in the NBA? Yeah, uh, what about the Toronto Red? Yeah, right. Toronto, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Well, he's like African. Uh, so. yeah, 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 there's some black owners yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. So. so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because it is more dominated by blacks. I mean, I mean. No, I just think NFL and football has always been one of the good old boys club type thing. The NBA don't generate as much nearly yeah. what the NFL generates. Um, right. Especially given the capacity and all that other mm. stuff. Um, so that is one of those things that's very interesting that, you know, because of that, um, especially in football, um, and I know we just talked about Byron Allen, you know, and that's a real possibility. Um, do y'all think we will ever see like true black ownership i'm talking about like a higher ratio it, not it's never going to be more and i understand that um because that wealth that comes from owning these things that's generational wealth that stuff is passed down you know from you know one generation to the next um what do you think what that will take to see a lot more black ownership in the nfl would it be expansion or do you think just give it some time Say so, yeah, give it time. We gotta get more black billionaires. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's that. Because uh, well. it's all at the end of the day, it's all about the bottom line and money. Yep, um, yep. You gotta have enough money to own a team. Um, and you say it's gonna be a higher ratio. I mean, just having one black owner is gonna be a higher ratio. Well, I mean, that, I mean that's true. But I mean, like, there's 32 teams. There's 32 teams out there right now. Let's just say if we just went with a third, you know, 10 or 11 of them are black. Do you think that's gonna we'll get there if we go through an expansion again or just give it like the next 10, 50, you know, 10, 20, 50 years, you know, and maybe we'll see more black ownership within the confines of where it is now with, the, with only 32 teams. We do got enough. We do got enough money if they pour their resources together to own more than um, one we have NFL. But I think we got to start our own league. I forgot what entertainer said, um, but we have to start well, our own right. league. Yeah, well, he got the XFL, but if NFL is seventy percent white, I mean black, and thirty percent white, how about we take the seventy percent of the black people and create their own football? The NFL would die. The NFL would die, and the and the the league that we created would rise. Yeah, I think just people gonna be scared to do that. But But, yeah, I'll say because the part of the problem is because you know, and I'm not trying to put any blacks down, but we know a lot of times when they get ideas like that, and hey, that all sounds great until people start pulling green out your pocket. Now, all of a sudden, like, I'm not about to do that. Well, that's just what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's just what you got to do to make a change. Um, Martin Luther King, they didn't have to march, right. but that was something that they had to do to make a change. Yeah. Um, they had to sacrifice stuff, and sometimes you have to sacrifice stuff to make a change. Oh, yeah, and if they want to make a change and have more ownership, then you sacrifice what you're making right now, and you create your own league. See, 70% of the NFL players are black. Mm-hmm. I mean, 70% of those players have millions of dollars mm-hmm. combined. And, and just, 70% and of those just players. multiply that. We're talking about hundreds of 
we probably, we're probably talking about over oh, at least close to $100 billion. So you're telling me those 70% of players that already has X amount of dollars couldn't go and fund their own NFL league? Oh, I'm pretty sure they can, but you know the old boys club is not going to go for that. Right. So they, you know, they're it already, ain't, it they're ain't already to them. They can know, fund but their own but league. they're in the pocket of like judges and politicians and cities that, and things that, like that. That's so over, boy. I wouldn't go that far. And we also got TV stations. We got BET. We got own. We got people that can true. sponsor the players. Mm-hmm. Brian Allen owns the Weather Channel. A lot of people don't know that he owns the Weather Channel. He well, owns, he owns tons a lot of, of channels. Dude. That we don't even realize that we thought were owned just by like some billionaire. Yeah. So yeah. with that idea, do you think is anything in, in like the contracts like stating like preventing something like that or no, no, okay, no. It just it's just one of those. It's going to take a collective effort. It can't be ten players. Because where they going? Well, the rock. I mean, it could start. The rock actually bought the XFL. We can put money. They can all put money yeah. into the XFL make and make it a really good yeah. thing. Yeah. And because it's a, um, it's it's not like a trademark sport. It's not like they can say, oh, well, they can't do this. It's 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 not trademark. Football is king. Yeah, people yeah. will watch it. Black, yeah. white, green, and purple. They will watch it, yeah. no matter what league is popular. We just got to make the black league more popular than the NFL and take our players away. They don't have an NFL anymore. Now, real quick, just speaking on the XFL, we're going to move on real quick because that won't part of this. Why y'all think it failed the first time? Like, it just didn't take off. Because it had stupid rules. That wasn't it was football. Very, it lived up to his name. It was extreme. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't football. Yeah, it was just crazy. Uh, it was owned by a wrestling. It was owned by a wrestling. And that, why it didn't yeah. succeed because it wasn't football. <laughs> was out there yeah, I watched a few games. That was crazy. I man. did, too. But I was just like, you know, overall, I was like, was it poor business decisions or? Poor marketing, you know, because that was backed by the McMahon family. Yeah, I was about to say that um, that was Vince McMahon's idea, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember he hated me? Yeah. He would play for the Panthers for a minute. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, um, now, also, you know, when we was talking about, like, the disparity and, and the, the lack of diversity in sports, you know, race-wise, we talked about coaches. Um, there were some things that came up with players, and you guys had talked about that. Um, so, uh I guess one of the things that we talked about was like the things that players have to deal with. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that um, and, you know, what you meant as far as like um, race in sports when it comes to the player side. Okay. So when I when, when I was talking about that, what I meant is that um, it seemed like, you know, for black athletes, especially in the NBA, like they um, we have to be uh, in a positive light, making sure that we're doing everything uh, the right way. For example, LeBron James or, or – uh, uh, Dwayne Wade or something like that. Um, you know, we always have to do the right thing because I mean, we're always being like under the spotlight. We're, they're trying to find any little thing that we do wrong mm-hmm. and blow it out of proportion and now hurt our image or whatnot. Um, so, um, and I'm gonna go over a couple people uh, like athletes in different sports or whatever. But the first one was Carmelo Anthony. Um, they were playing at the 76ers game or whatever, and uh, he was driving the ball down the court, and a 76ers fan like screamed out saying, um, he called him, kept calling him boy, and we all know that boy is like a, a slavery uh, word. It's demeaning term. Yeah, it's demeaning yeah. to uh, African Americans and whatnot. So the thing, what he said was, he said, you're a little boy, let him shoot. That's what the guy said, but I'm quite sure it was more than, than that or whatever. So um, what happened with that, uh, Carmelo Anthony got upset about it, and the reps came in there, and they protected, well, you know, they pretty much got the security involved, and they ejected the guy out of the game. So what happened to the fan, he got banned indefinitely. 
Um, so I'm gonna go to a hockey. So pro- Carmelo got ejected? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Fan. No, the fan got ejected. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go to a hockey player. Uh, hopefully, I, I don't butcher his name. Akim Alou. Um, so he was playing for the Rockford Ice Hogs, and his coach, uh, Bill Peters, um, addressed him one day during the pregame skate. And Bill Peters said, "Hey, Akim, I'm sick of you playing that that nigger s." Regarding the music Alou was listening to, so then he said, "I'm sick of hearing this nigga talking about other niggas banging each other." That's what the coach said. Yeah. Whoa, what was he? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what so, was he listening to? They didn't say that what the song. And the coach was, was white. Yeah, the coach was white. The coach said that, and so um, a black player. Yeah, so a black player should have got them hands. That yeah, yeah I, that's he slapped him like that dude in South Carolina. But he should have that twisted team, man. Yeah, but should have got them hands that day. But like going over and like looking at the different athletes in, in hockey, I, I didn't know it was that bad. Which I mean, I, I had some assumption, but I didn't. Well, no, it's a majority white, so yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. So I would imagine it's probably, probably worse. The worst, than worse. Yeah. And I, I, when I kept doing my research, it, it was even worse. Where some uh, coaches actually put their hands on athletes, actually hit them upside the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hit them and everything like that. So what happened to Bill Peters? He resigned after I think the incident got um, like out there. He resigned like ten, like within ten days. Um, and then the last person I'm gonna go over. So then Kim got still is he still playing? Yeah, he's on another team now. So yeah, I'm um, sue the league. I'm like, because I'm pretty sure they yeah. allowed this to happen. Um, so the last person I'm gonna talk about is Bruce Maxwell. Uh, he was playing with the he was a uh, a catcher for the Oakland A's or whatever. Um, so I think this was around the time when Colin Kaepernick was like you know kneeling, protesting, everything like that. So I guess he was inspired by that. So he mm-hmm. wanted to take a stand and kneel as well. Right. Um, the thing is, when he was kneeling, nobody like kneeled with him. His teammates just all they all stood or whatever. I think so, I remember that he was the only one. Yeah, in the line yeah, up yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it it was uh, so bad, like you know, he was pretty much uh, not protected by like the, his team or just the organization at all. Right. Um, Donald Trump uh, had a, a, a press con. No, he had a speech. I guess he went to Huntsville, Alabama, and he pretty much said that. Mm. Uh, any NFL player who kneeled in protest for police violence um, is a son of a bitch, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, so, pretty much, Bruce Maxwell got death threats, uh, harassment. Um, he, he was harassed, whatever. His family was uh, harassed as well. Um, and his teammates was, like, joking and making jokes, saying, like, hey, they might be, like, assassins in the booth. They might try to, like, you know, shoot you. So, his teammates didn't sit with him. He was, like, by himself or whatever. So, um Eventually, when things started to like you know get better for us, so now we're able to speak our, our mind and speak like you know saying like with the injustices that we face, the players that didn't have his back, I guess start are starting to like speak out now. So oh, I, because it became popular. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I kind of it. I understand, but then I don't like. I mean, it's it's. I guess I don't know if he would be if he should be upset about that. But then again, I mean, the main thing is. Is getting it out there, letting people yeah. know. I mean, that, what, what if they truly changed their mind? We don't know. I mean, we don't, we don't yeah. know if they're just jumping on it because it was popular and it's the thing now, right. or if right. they truly had a change of thought. Right, and, and I that's guess, what we want. Right, right. people Most to definitely. change their thinking. Most definitely. And I guess that's what I was looking at. I, like we don't, I don't, I didn't know their their intentions, and I felt like, well, you know, now because of the the hip thing, they yeah. that's when they jumped out there and started speaking their mind. But then again, like you said, well, even some of us black know. people, like we jump on a trend, like if it's trendy, oh yeah, to to be radical, people will do it. So mm-hmm. I mean, it ain't just people who don't share the same skin color that we do right um, yeah, and even i have had to like go back and like pop my own hand on things like that like i felt strongly about something at one point in particular time and i kind of had to go back and like 
even my mind changed, you know, mm-hmm. like over time. So even though, let's just say if I, for an example, if I jumped on the bandwagon or something, you know, just because it became popular, who's to say that that's, that that's not the catalyst for changing right. their mind? Because right. now they're ex- they're exposed to it. And so even though they kind of did it for the wrong reasons, but mm-hmm. you still get to hear a, a different point of view now because right. you're you're putting yourself in the middle of it. So who's right. to say? Right. That might just, even like I say, even though they probably just did it because it was popular, the fact that they just got involved with it. Right. Some of them probably did change their mind. Some of them just don't want to hurt their pockets, don't want to be known as the, you know, as the racist or the unsupportive teammate. Right. You know, things like that. And I, and I know with that incident there in Oakland, um, it wasn't even just about the league and the players. He he went through a lot of stuff oh, yeah. with, with like with yeah. the uh, fans and things like yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, like like you said, he was getting threats and people was throwing things and stuff like yeah. that at him. You know, um, so it was like like he was like being ridiculed for just standing up right. for something he believed in. And like I said, and we all know it was a silent protest. He wasn't doing anything outrageous or anything like that. He just kneeled down, just you know, in solidarity, just saying like you know. I'm just speaking out. So, right. And, and I mean, because like in, in doing research, I mean, just it's crazy how each sport is more severe for soccer. I mean, it's, it's bad for mm-hmm. uh, uh, African-American athletes or whatnot. Um, so even though black, they play a lot of soccer in Africa. And, yeah, but there's um, a lot of black players in and, soccer. And um, yeah. South American stuff. But I mean, like, but I mean, in general in soccer. Yeah, right. yeah, but I mean, like, for example, like, you know, London or something like that. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, but, Europe. yeah, European. Yeah, um, yeah. that's why I don't want to go to Europe. But, um, <laughs> man, you got to back on it. I thought I was going to convince him to go to Europe, man. I don't think it's happening. But the last two uh, people I mentioned, um, Russell Westbrook was one. I don't know if y'all remember where the fan threw popcorn yeah. at him or whatever. I mean, and then the last one was he threw popcorn. Uh, we, man, was high as that damn popcorn yeah. at the stadium. <laughs> but the last one we all saw when we was kids, when uh, you know uh, the was it the Pacers and the Detroit uh, Pistons fight. <laughs> and and actually looking back at the video, I mean, it was you know uh, white people. Uh, Metal World Peace. Yeah. Metal World Peace and yeah. Jermaine O'Neal. But when Metal World Peace and, was laying um, on the table, he was minding his business, but a white uh, person came over and threw pop on and, and threw beer, beer and beer stuff like that. So yeah. that's when they got their hands. Especially if I knew I was getting ready to retire. So yeah. I didn't mind well, he, I thought he, no, he didn't retire. He went to the Lakers after that. Yeah, yeah and then Steven Jackson. Oh, yeah, because that's what Oh, yeah, I forgot Steven Jackson. Oh, yeah, he Bro. had Jermaine. That dude did that sliding. So, oh yeah, J.O., yeah. He yeah. knocked the crap out of that dude, bro. Yeah, man. As, and as he should have. Yeah. So they broke his jaw. Let me ask this. Now, with these professional athletes, especially black athletes, it seems, um, you know, dealing with these kind of you know, dealing with these kinds of things like behaviors from like fans and things like that, do you think that it's part of their job? Is it it's part of their job, you know? including dealing with these types of behaviors, you know, like, you know, hateful and racist comments, you know, is that, should that be part of their jobs? Racist comment, no, but hatefulness, man, that's fine. Like um, regular heckling. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fine, but racist comments, absolutely not. I remember I was in middle school, we was in uh, eighth grade, we went to Buttonstown. We ran out the gym, the whole fan, the whole, the whole um, gym booed us. The first time I ever been booed in my life, well, we won the game by like 26 points, mm-hmm. though. Um, but that stuff happens. Um, but racist stuff, I don't think they should have to deal with racist right. stuff. But um, heckling, booing, and trash talking, yeah, that's part, part of that's the part of the sport. Yeah, and, yeah. That, and that's the same thing Carmelo Anthony said. What right. you said, Malcolm, like you know, he doesn't mind being heckled. I mean, he's a professional athlete, right? Right. right. But to the point where you're being called boy or nigger mm-hmm. or something like that, I mean, that's definitely wrong. Those fighting words, right? Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. And and my thing is like. 
I feel like it's not it shouldn't be that responsibility shouldn't be up to the players like they should be protected by their their uh, organization and just the, the league itself or whatever but sometimes we have to take matters in our own hands and actually you know uh, you know keep well that's why the in football the fans are not close to the field right. um, in football and those things that's why yeah. um, so you won't you don't really hear a lot of it because it's really noisy and and they're not close enough to throw alcohol on you and those things <laughs> yeah. unless you're going into the tunnel. And I mean, it's it's stupid. Like I mean, if you have the 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 right mind to throw beer or or throw popcorn on somebody, then then be prepared to you know get what's going to yeah, come to you. I think the NBA is doing a good job in banning those players yeah. for a lifetime. Yeah, um, but yeah they again, don't want another malice at the palace. This one. Right, right. <laughs> but again, uh, racist people got green dollars too, and, and that's the bottom line mm-hmm. most in most cases. Yeah. Now, how much do y'all think, like, as far as, like, dealing with these behaviors, you know, um, we know when you're a celebrity, you know, you're in the eye of the public, you know, how much, you know, responsibility lies on the shoulders of these professional athletes to deal with these things? Like, because, you know, the first thing, something have somebody scream out to, you know, an NBA player or something like that, oh, you a nigga, you know, die nigga or something like that. And, you know, they're human beings, you know, but the first thing, you know, people always think about like, oh, if you hit me, I'm a sue, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. You know, how much responsibility lies on these players as far as dealing with these things or should the leagues now, y'all just said that the NBA is starting to uh, Let's you know, do a do better some job with racist people oh, yeah. and, and not having contact with the players. Uh, yeah, it is up to the league to to get them out, but you ain't gonna get a hundred percent of racist yeah. people out of, out of the stands because you don't know their backgrounds and those things. Mm-hmm. But like I said, racist type thing. If you if you bold enough to say something racist to somebody, you should be bold enough to take those hands. I think I say that all and the time. That, anyway, in any at, situation, and at that point, I mean, if you bold enough to say nigga, point, take these hands. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's what they be they be wanting attention. <laughs> but like I said, regular stuff is fine. Yeah. Oh, um, you suck. Yeah, Look, yeah, you don't yeah. get mad at that. Maybe you yeah. did suck. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know. Uh, so. But racist stuff, yeah. I mean, you can feel you know some kind of way if somebody say something racist to you. Right. But I, I feel like you know uh, we have to. I mean, we're not we, but um, just athletes have to just you know be on a higher standard, especially for African Americans. I mean, because like I said, any little thing that you do negative. I mean, the, the media is going to, like, take it and just run away with it. Whatever. Yeah, because example, you always got a camera on you. Right. Mm-hmm. For example, I think it was, what, last year, the year before last, uh, Rajon Rondo, uh, was it, fought, beat up that lady or something like that? And he beat up a lady. Beat up a lady? Yeah, I think it was him and his girl in, in, like, the parking deck or something like that. And he was I, playing NBA Jam. They had no, 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 they had for real, yeah. I forgot what um, <laughs> His, his him and oh, I think I do remember that. Yeah, they got into a confrontation. Well, you can't, like you can't be, you like can't his, be him and his girlfriend beat up a lady. Or okay, something? yeah, but then I think he like pushed her or something like that. But you can't be beating up women. You got. I think it was his girlfriend beat the woman up or something. Yeah, his oh, okay. girlfriend's beating up the woman, but I think he pushed her as well or something like that because she got in their face or something. Yeah, so. I do vaguely remember that. Yeah. Now, 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 I I don't know what happened. I damn sure don't condone. No, no. Also, no, no, I don't yeah, condone hitting women. But in a situation like that, if you're being you know obnoxious. And racist, and you violate my right. personal space. I do have a right to the nudge your ass. Yeah, show yeah. All, but he now said to beat hit, up. No, 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 not That's to beat up. I don't care if she called you a nappy-headed nigga. You don't put your right. hands on a woman. You don't beat a woman up. <laughs> yeah. That's now, what, what you can. I don't think he beat her up. I think Miles. <laughs> I think. Up, he, I think. Hey, listen, listen. 
What I do think is now shoving her. That's totally different. Shoving her out your face, or if you have a taser yeah, she and you drop that ass yeah. with a taser, I think that's fair game. You didn't put your hands on it. But I think. I mean, it's hard because you know we always talk about like you know as regular dudes, we gotta be in control of our emotions and our responses. So when you make that much money, you need to be even more conscious of it because yeah. you're really gonna affect your livelihood. Yeah. Even even if you're not a millionaire, if you're just a regular dude walking on the street like us, we have to be conscious of um, how we respond to things. If somebody call us a nigga in, in regular in regular life, if we like throw them hands on them, we're gonna have to deal with them consequences that come after it. So right. and we and oftentimes, you know, we're gonna look like the aggressor if we beat them down. Uh, we're right. always gonna look like we the always aggressor. like the aggressor, even if we the ones yeah. on the ground. So getting so that's why out. that's why I think like. Like, yeah, fan, like players shouldn't have to deal with that, right. and I, I just think the the response that you have may not be looked at as warranted right. as we think it is. Like, yeah, you call me a nigga, you should get them hands. But I think in the grand scheme of things, if we look at somebody they beat up a fan, it's not gonna go well. You're gonna right. be fined. You're, you're right. gonna, yeah. you're gonna be I, suspended. So and it's gonna hurt your image. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you yeah, you're right. gonna have to deal with it and just like just let. Let the league handle it. Like I guess, I guess you got to snitch and be right. like, "Yo, ref or whoever." Right. And like, and that's what Carmelo Anthony yeah. did. Ain't got him injected. Yeah. But I'm saying, if somebody called me the N word. They catching these hands. I'm just deal with <laughs> yeah. the right. that, That's my whole thought and on so, it. And because, I was, like I said, obviously you're looking for a reaction. Right. right. Maybe you wasn't thinking about taking an ass whooping, you know, but you were looking for a reaction. Right. You just that's don't like, get to pick and choose like the, which reaction um, the you get. And I mean, kind of like with that, the twisted T. Oh, no, like that. Go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, like that, that guy that was about to beat up um y'all and Terrell at the uh, at the game. That old white dude oh, about yeah. to beat y'all up. Oh, <laughs> Even that's right. Who, who was at the uh, ACC championship game? Which that dude, one of y'all can take which boy y'all can take me? <laughs> oh, that drunk white dude. And he punched Clayton on, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he punched the shoulder, <laughs> but so, no, because Terrell, Terrell's about to beat um, him up. He got scared of Terrell. But to add on to what Clayton said, I mean, he's definitely right. I mean. it it sucks that we have to take the high road all the time, but then we have to also think about the consequences if we react on that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I guess it would be a lot worse for us, right? And and that's why they said uh, LeBron James is one of the most outstanding like athletes uh, in in the game today. So because I agree, of how he, because he does maintain his composure, and that guy but, being being who he is, he gets a lot coming. Yeah. Like, he gets a lot coming at him from us, right? You know, and then you know we're not, not calling me. him a bald headed nigga, you know, and things like but that. Russell Westbrook is the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. Russell Westbrook yeah. always in some, oh yeah, most always definitely. doing something. You know, so he gets a. You know, I'm just saying the fact that he's in a spotlight, he gets enough from just fans in general. Right, the but you're always going to have yeah, but you're always going to have that. Right. You're always going to have those fans out there that just they just take it too far. Okay, you don't like him as a player right. or you know, hell, even as a person. That's fine, but keep it in the confines of the game. Right. Because that's only that's the only place you know him. Yeah. You don't know him outside of the right. game. You don't know yeah. about yeah. his personal life. Yeah. That's why I thought it was so stupid. So call him a dumb nigga or something like that like you going too far and then right. when you do catch the hands, you you can't you know, you really can't play the victim here. Right. So I thought it was stupid when they was like telling him to like shut up and dribble. Like he ain't yeah. American. He still got he still got to live his life every day in America. Right. And, and then when a, she and said, just because he's an athlete, he's entitled. She he's was a racist. Right. Yeah. He's he's still a citizen first and uh, foremost. But then when she, a lot more taxes than we right. right. And when she said that the LeBron James, what did she say about Drew Brees? You, oh you, yeah. But see, well, he's he, entitled to his opinion. Yeah. His so, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I apologize, Ray John Rondo, your girlfriend that that knocked that lady off. Yeah, so. I told you he man, beat that I, lady I, up. I, I can't remember. Y'all him lying on that man. So look, I can't y'all, remember, so man. in response to things like this, you know, as we get ready to close out, do y'all think the organizations truly care about these players, or 
do they care more about the bottom line? Now we know it. We know bottom line is 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 first priority. But you know, do we think that they have an actual care for the players? I I mean, what's the guy? The Sterling guy from the Clippers. He definitely didn't care about the players. Bob Sterling? No, it wasn't Bob Sterling. Was it Adam Sterling? Sterling. Sterling. He definitely didn't care about the players. He just cared about the bottom line. And I think the NFL, uh, they only care about the bottom line. I mean, as soon as Flores filed that charges, next thing you know, two black coaches got hired. Yeah, as soon as he filed. I thought, I thought that whole thing was really now, I ain't gonna not, too. I ain't going to knock Lovey Smith because he's a great coach. Yeah. And but I thought the timing was a little. He probably could have got the job with even uh, without it, but. The timing was a little off. Though. Boom, two things, and then the Denver Broncos come up for sale, and boom, Brian Allen yeah. is about to buy. What we had with two black coaches hired. Mm-hmm. There's talks of a black on. I, I thought I thought the timing of that all could have. Because they got to say they face. Yeah. Because yeah, it's about money. See, it's about that, image, too. But see, and that's image, one of yeah. those things that makes me feel like when things like this happen, it's to pacifiers. Okay, we're going to give you all the owner, and we're going to give you two more coaches. Yeah. But we're not going to change the behaviors. I mean, way in is a way in. We'll take the win, though. Yeah, we'll take, take the it. Wins, man. You know, even if you're just giving us an inch, you know, we, we'll take it. You know, yeah. um, but it does, it does, it does seem like it's a. Uh, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, well, that's true. It just seemed like a passivization to me. I mean, you like you said, you got to take your small victories, and then eventually it'll become a bigger yeah, one. Yeah, so. you got to chip away. Yeah, yeah. what's yeah. that? So well, canes weren't made in one day. But it took time for canes to get made. The I thought you were talking about like aluminum cans. That's uh, my mind. Like, I was like, canes. I was like, yeah. they can be made in one day. Now, I was. I think uh, Adam Silver was it Adam Silver. Yeah, I think he uh, cares about you know. Uh, just everyone. No, I'm not right, saying that's right. not, no, no, I'm no, not I, saying that's not all of them. Relationships yeah. will get better over yeah. time, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah, most of um, yeah, yeah. And and I think over time we're gonna get more black coaches. Yeah. You just got to start somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. I mean, of course, as a whole, you know, it, they don't care. But I think they're. It's just like any job. Yeah, we we've had jobs where if you can feel like they care about you, but we have other jobs like they don't oh, care. Just they, I, I could drop dead and they're gonna replace them. So I, I think it's probably some organizations out there that really care about their staff and their players and they're very far and, and few like in between. But you know we don't know. We never, we never worked in one of those organizations. So, but I mean, I like to hold on to a little bit of hope that some of them have some care for their staff and. Yeah. And not just the bottom line. Well, that's still important. It's a business at the end of the day, so that's still yeah. going to be important. But you can make your money and do the right thing. Right. Yeah, because yeah. right. if you care about right. your employees and they see that, they're going to work hard. Increase and Absolutely. Right. Yep. So, yeah. All right, guys. It's, you know, I think it was a good conversation here. Um, you know, it's definitely sports related. You know, we, we didn't want to just jump in on just race, but you know, this is another observation that we have definitely seen. Um, you know, even in the sports world. Um, so, like for anybody that think that they are going through things in their personal lives, you think because these people are millionaires and billionaires, trust me, they go through the same things that we through. So, um, you know, we all in this fight together, which is why I think when it comes to like these celebrities and athletes. Um, I think we should be a little bit more uh, sensitive and considerate to them as well because without that money, they're just another black man or black woman, you know, that face the same things that we do. They just have a little bit more resources than we have. So um, it's been another episode of the Apple 29 Podcast, man. Until next time, peace. Peace. All right, guys, just want to take a sec to say thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Please continue to support by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at After29Podcast. Please share with your family and friends. And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Also, make sure you tune in every Tuesday for a new episode of the After29Podcast. After29